good song. I, I find myself singing that song a lot. That's a good, good song. Uh, you may have heard of the guy that wrote it, uh, William Gaither. Some of you may be familiar with him. That was actually the first song that really kind of put him on the map. He had written a lot of songs before that song, but in 1964, uh, at a at a at a revival meeting that he and another preacher or some other preachers were at, uh, that's that's what kind of led him to write that song. A discussion he was having with one of the preachers, and uh, he wrote that song, and well, it became a big success, and. Uh, well, everybody kind of knows the rest. Perhaps uh, you've heard of the Gaithers, and uh, it's a lot of hymns that we sang that that uh, were written by the Gaithers after after that song. But but that's a good song. It's a good message in that song, uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today: is when we are touched by Jesus, the difference that that makes in the life. Matthew chapter twenty, Matthew chapter twenty, verses twenty nine through thirty four. You will find quite a few passages in the New Testament where Jesus touches people or where people touch Jesus. We won't look at all of them today, but if, if you care to research that, you can, you can dig, dig through and find those uh, and learn more about when Jesus touches people. But today we'll look at a few examples, but we'll start in Matthew chapter 20, verses 29 through 34. Let's read through the text, and then we'll pray and get started. As they were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. There were two blind men sitting by the road. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. The crowd told them to keep quiet, but they cried out all the more, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. Jesus stopped, called them, and said, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, they said to him, open our eyes. Moved with compassion, Jesus touched their eyes. Immediately they could see, and they followed him. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this good passage that we see today. God, I pray that today as we're in this place that you would touch us, that you would touch our hearts, dear Lord. God, I pray that you'd help us to be focused this morning for just a few minutes. We're busy, we're stressed, we got things of the world on our mind and on our heart. But God, I pray in these few minutes, God, that through your word, and through the love of Jesus and what he did for us, God, that our lives would be touched. God, maybe there's a soul in this room today that has never put their faith in Jesus. God, I pray that you would touch their life today, that they would seek you, dear Lord that through your word that you would open our eyes today just as you open the eyes of these blind men. I pray that you would hide me behind the cross, dear Lord. Take away any pride I may have, any fear I may have, God, so that when I open my mouth, you would do the work today. And may you be glorified by everything that's said and done in this place. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As Jesus began to do his ministry, he did a lot of miraculous things. So it is no doubt that Jesus quickly got huge followings as people knew who Jesus was and knew when he was going to be around, the large crowds would flock to him and they would follow him. Now, certainly there were plenty of people that didn't, didn't like Jesus, didn't want anything to do with Jesus, didn't believe that Jesus was the Son of God, didn't believe that there was anything special about him at all. But we see from the text that there were plenty of people who did know there is something 
special about Jesus. And many people were like these blind men that when they heard that Jesus was coming through, they called out to Jesus, Jesus, son of David, help us. Now we see that, that, that phrase, son of David, used here a couple times. Uh, that probably brings us back to the Old Testament, uh, to the passage that says David's going to have a son that's going to sit on the throne forever. And that was certainly a foreshadowing of Jesus, pointing us forward to a descendant of David that was going to come and be the Messiah. And that was Jesus. And so it's probably likely that as these men used the term son of David, that they uh, probably believed that Jesus was that Messiah that was spoken of in the Old Testament, that he was the one who was to come. And they, and they called out to Jesus, Jesus, would you heal us? That's what we see in our text today. And when Jesus stopped and, and asked them, he said, what do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, open our eyes. They wanted to be able to see. Can you imagine going through this world and not being able to see? That would come with a lot of difficulties. As we begin to get older and our eyes begin to decline and we can't see as good as we used to, even, even bad vision is difficult. And can you imagine what it would be like to have no vision whatsoever? And when these men heard that Jesus was coming through, and no doubt they had heard and known of the things that he could do. They hauled out to Jesus, Lord, would you open our eyes so that we may see? Now, I don't know if anybody in this room is blind today physically, but I know that spiritually speaking, we need the Lord to open our eyes. We want the Lord to open our eyes that we can see what is good and right and true in God's Word, and in Jesus Christ. We want God to open our eyes so that we see what's sinful in the world, so that we see the deceptions of the devil, so that we see all the temptations that we are tempted by, and we know that they are not good. We want God to open our eyes so that we can see. And apart from Jesus Christ, apart from the Word of God speaking the truth and telling us what God wants us to know, we walk in blindness. When we walk in sin, when we live by the sins of the world and do the things of the world, we are, in fact, walking in blindness. But God does not desire for you and I to walk in blindness. He wants our eyes to be opened. He wants us to be able to see and know what is good and right. And so what about you today? Are you walking in the light of Jesus Christ? Have your eyes been opened? Or are you walking in darkness? If you've ever got up in the dark and tried to walk when there's no light whatsoever, you stumble all over the place. You stumble into things. You stump your toe. Walking in the dark leads to confusion and pain, both in a physical sense and in a spiritual sense. But God desires to open our eyes. And, and how can God do that? He does that through Jesus Christ. And so we come here every week. And hopefully throughout the week, you read God's Word on your own. And what do we see in God's Word time and time again in the New Testament? We see Jesus who comes and he heals people. And he opens the eyes of the blind. We see that Jesus is the Son of God that died on the cross so that we could be forgiven. And God shows that to us because he wants to open our eyes. And how are our eyes open? They are opened through Jesus. 
And so when you hear the word of God and when you read the word of God and when the Holy Spirit works on your heart and convicts you and you know you're a sinner and you need to be saved by grace that can only be obtained through Jesus Christ, what is your response when Jesus comes near you? Now, for these men, Jesus physically walked near them. Well, for you and I, Jesus is not physically walking near us, but he is near us every day. Every time that we read the word of God and hear the word of God, the kingdom of God has come near. The question is, have you entered into the kingdom of God? What is your response when Jesus comes near to you through the Holy Spirit and through the word of God? When you feel those convictions, what is your response? Is it to continue to live in blindness? Is it continue to live in sin? Do you, do you, do you feel Jesus and run the other way? Or do you experience Jesus when he comes near to you? And do you call out to him and say, Jesus, son of David, would you open my eyes? That's what these men did. When Jesus came near to them, they said, Jesus, would you open our eyes? And that needs to be what we do. When we encounter Jesus through his word, we need to say, Jesus, Open our eyes so that we may see. And what does Jesus do? We see this often in the, in the text. In verse 34, moved with compassion, Jesus touched their eyes, and immediately they could see, and they followed him. Jesus is so good. Jesus is so good that when we seek him, when we come to him, when we confess our sins to him, when we say, Lord Jesus, heal us, he is so good. He is waiting for us. He's waiting for you to do that today. If you've never put your faith in Jesus, he wants you to come to him today. He wants you to know that he has the power to heal and he has the power to forgive. And he is the only one that can do so. And when we come to Jesus, I guarantee you, that he will have the same compassion on you and I as he did on those men. That's what Jesus wants. Jesus wants for you to come to him and say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I want you. I want you to heal me. I'll submit to you that you are Lord. I know that you are the one who is coming. I know that you are the Son of God. So Jesus, open my eyes that I may see. And what did Jesus do? Immediately, moved with compassion, Jesus touched their eyes and they could see. They were touched by Jesus. And we see time and time again in the scriptures, those who were touched by Jesus were healed. Those who touched Jesus were healed. But what healed them? Well, we see in the scriptures oftentimes that it was their faith that healed them. Because these were people who were seeking out Jesus, either to be touched by him or to touch him. People who seek out Jesus find Jesus. People who seek out Jesus are touched by Jesus. Jesus has already came to seek you out when he came in this world, when he came and gave his life on a cross so that we could be forgiven. Jesus has come to seek you out. Now will you go and seek Jesus out? He's here before us in the text, in the pages of Scripture with his love and his mercy and his grace and his compassion and his desire to heal you. And these men came to Jesus and he touched them. 
What about you today? Will you come to Jesus? He wants to touch your heart. He wants to touch your soul. He wants to touch your mind. He wants to touch your life. He wants to change your life. And a life that has been touched by Jesus is a life that is changed for eternity. Now, if you've never put your faith in Jesus, you don't, you don't understand that. You don't, know, you don't know what that experience is like. But I'll tell you today that if you confess your sins, if you repent, if you humble yourself before God, He is faithful to forgive you. And He will touch you. And oh, what joy will flood your soul. Something will happen and then you'll know that Jesus touched you and made you whole. Time and time again throughout the pages of Scripture, we see Jesus doing just this. But what was the response of the men? They didn't just get their eyes healed and go on about their business. No, what does it say that they do? It says, move with compassion, Jesus touched their eyes. Immediately, they could see and they followed him. That's the proper response. When we come to Jesus, it's not just for a, for a one and done. It's not that we say, okay, Jesus, I'm going to follow you today, and then I'm going to come, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to repent, and I'm going to be baptized, and then I'm going to go back to my life, and back to living in my blindness, and back to living in my darkness, and back to living in my sin. That's not Christianity. That's, that's nothing. That's just going through some motions. Christianity and faith in Jesus Christ is saying, Jesus, I repent. Jesus touched me. And when Jesus changes our hearts, we say, Jesus, we're following you. That's what we're coming to you for, Jesus, because we want to follow you. That is Christianity. Christianity is faith in Jesus that follows Jesus. And so we have to look at our lives. You may need to ask yourself the question today, man, have I ever really put my faith in Jesus? Am I really following Jesus? Do, do I go to church for me to, to look good, to feel good about being religious? Or, or am I really righteous through Jesus? Have I really put my faith in Jesus? Did I, did I come to Jesus just for a moment with no desire to follow him? Or did I come to Jesus saying, Jesus, I know you are the Lord. I want to be touched by you and I want to follow you. Because that is Christianity. That is what Jesus calls us to. And these men got it. They were touched by Jesus and they followed him. Now that's good stuff right there. I had some other verses I was going to read to you guys today, but we'll stop there. There's enough good stuff in that passage for us to, for us to let simmer today. So what about you? Has Jesus touched your life? And some of you can say without a shadow of a doubt, yes, he has. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that he has touched your life. Now let me ask you this question. If he has touched your life, have you been following him? Now that takes some work, even for the Christian that genuinely has had their life touched, has genuinely put their faith in Jesus Christ. Man, we go through life with these paths and there's, and there's one path that's good and it's really straight and it's really narrow and it is really hard to stay on. But that's the path of Jesus. That's the path that we follow with Jesus. And it's tough to follow Jesus on that path. But that's the path we are called to. And sometimes, even for Christians, we stray from the path. We stop following Jesus and we start following our fleshly desires. 
things that we want. We start following our own ways. And even as Christians, sometimes we have to repent and say, God, I've gone the wrong way, but Jesus, I want to follow you. Because Jesus, I know what life is like when I'm in your presence, and it's better than not being in your presence. And if anybody in this room has put their faith in Jesus, you know that when you are following God's word and living in obedience to God, it is a place of peace and joy. But you also know that when you begin to live in sin and stray from the word of God, it is a miserable place. So maybe today as you hear the text, you need to come to Jesus as he has come near to you and say, Lord Jesus, I repent. I've been doing things my way and I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm yours. And Lord Jesus, I want to follow you and live like it. Maybe some of you are in this room today and you are blind and you are deaf. But Jesus wants to touch you. Maybe today through these words, maybe you have heard Jesus. Maybe you have felt Jesus in your heart. And maybe today you know that you need to repent of your sins. Maybe today you know you need to confess that you no longer want to live for yourself, but you want to be touched by the ones by the one who can heal your soul for eternity. If you never put your faith in Jesus, I hope today that as we pray, that you would ask Jesus to forgive you, that you'd trust him, and that when we leave this room today, that each one of us would leave here following Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you. We thank you for your good word. I thank you for the freedom we have to come here today to study this word. And God, I pray that maybe today, through your word, Jesus has come near to us. God, maybe today in this room, the Holy Spirit is working. God, maybe there are some in this room and they have never put their faith in Jesus. Maybe they know about Jesus. Maybe they've come to church a lot. Maybe they've even been baptized, but God, maybe they've never really put their faith in Jesus. God, I pray that today that they would do so that they'd give up their own life, living for themselves and their desires, and that they would live for you. God, I pray that if there are some in this room today that need to be touched by Jesus, that, that right now they would be like these men in this passage. They'd come to Jesus and say, Jesus, heal us. Jesus, forgive us. And God, we can know with certainty that your word says that you will do just that. God, that you would be moved with compassion on us in the way that you were moved with compassion on these men in the story. God, I pray for those in this room today that are yours. Maybe they've walked with you for a long time or a little time, regardless of how long, dear Lord. It's easy for even those who are yours to sometimes get off track and begin to live for ourselves. I pray that we'd seek you, dear Lord, that we'd come near to you. God, that we would find the joy and the peace of your presence. God, I pray that each life in this place today has been touched by your word and through your Holy Spirit. And may you bless that word and bless us as we leave this place today. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.